Good evening, spider ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which usually three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Andrew. Kit has been sitting at Amber and Tiffany's lunch table lately and won't be joining us tonight. (laughs) Nevertheless, Andrew and I, the world-famous Two Amigos, are kicking off Shocktober 2023 with a special bonus Halloween triple feature, wherein each of us has chosen a different scary movie. Uh, Tonight is Andrew's pick, 2023's Cobweb, directed by Samuel Bodine and starring Woody Norman, Lizzie Kaplan, Cleopatra Coleman, and Anthony Starr. Yeah. Um... All right. So welcome, everybody. How's it going, Andrew? Going okay. Question. Do you think Kit went over to Tiffany and Amber's table because we kept calling ourselves the two amigos in front of her? (laughs) It is possible. Okay. That might be fair. I I thought she would would find it charming, but she seemed pretty (laughs) upset. But yeah, Kit's busy tonight. So Andrew and I are kicking off the Shocktober festivities. I got to start it early because uh, I'm going to be gone for keep. the, for the two, first two weeks of October. So like I'm going to start yeah. my, my show. I'm not letting my vacation cut into the important work of Shocktober. So I'm actually going <laughs> to sh- I'm going to start Shocktober in earnest in my house like next week. Nice. See, I thought about doing something similar because uh, the baby is coming October 18th. Oh, yeah. And so that that will really uh, disrupt Shocktober. And so I was like, I'll start, you know, I'll start. I always watch scary movies yeah. anyways, but I was like, I'll start start a little early with like the dedicated, like the ones that I've got, like I've been wanting to check off the list or whatever. So, but uh, in a, yeah. in a lot so. of ways, a childbirth is the most shocking thing of all. <laughs> yeah, especially my child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two. There might be uh, there might there I... might be there might be a connection between your life and this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope not. Uh, no, um, I'm I'm kidding. You will you no, you will you will have your second healthy and beautiful child. <laughs> you will have no spider children. <laughs> you know, spider children. Uh, spoilers. Um, but yes, yeah. So I guess we should say, uh, since this is like such a new movie, yeah. that we will be spoiling the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled. Uh, Stop the episode immediately, run to your nearest video on demand service and watch the film. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's not still in theaters, is it? No, it's not. And yeah, I mean, I only found out about it like a couple days, like maybe like a week or something, like basically right, right. Like literally right when I emailed you that like, hey, we should do Shocktober and this is what I would pick. Okay. I had just heard about it for the first time. So I'll just launch into my 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 yeah. sort of history with this movie. I saw a clip of it on TikTok, which told me nothing. It's there's a scene, um, a dinner table scene. There are many dinner table scenes in this movie. Uh, it was one of those. Um, I like Anthony Starr. Uh, he's on this absolutely insane show a few years ago that is it's bad, but it's just so insane that it's kind of worth checking out called Banshee. And then he's also on The Boys, which I really like. Um, and I think he's a really good actor, but I, he doesn't, you know, you don't really see him in much outside of, um, TV shows. And then mm. I, historically, I really like Lizzie Kaplan, but she's also like kind of not around. Like you don't really see her in much. Uh, she's in, yeah. I know she does lots of TV and that's it, but I feel like she was like kind of a hottish name, like, 
you know, a decade ago or something like that. Yeah, about, I would say, yeah, 10, 15 years ago. Like, we're on Party Down and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then this, yeah. kid, this kid is also in, uh, oh, gosh, what is he in? Uh, he's like, go. he looks like a horror movie kid to me. Oh, he was in Come On, Come On, which is not a horror movie, but he's in other horror movies that I think are oh, yeah. okay. okay. Um, but yeah, Come On, Come On was good. And then uh, Cleopatra Coleman. Um, I don't know, man. She, she, I've, I've seen her in, uh, she was in um, Brandon and Cronenberg's most recent movie, uh, Infinity Pool. Pool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't like that movie. No. Did you see it? I did. I did see it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fair to say that I think it's fair not to like it, but I think, okay. I thought it, I thought it was in, it was a little bit interesting. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. Uh, okay. and, oh, but, but yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's fair. Uh, but I do, I do like the people who are in it. Uh, the cast. Yeah. The cast is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then also two other things about this movie. I saw something, I guess one thing. I saw a podcast from people that I don't like, a, a rival movie podcast, um, oh who, whose people, whose opinions I historically hate because they're the type of people who don't like movies. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, it's like me. Yeah. Like you basically, but, <laughs> but, but like way more, way more smug about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I yeah. think, I think you are, I think you are sad that movies aren't better. And yes, I, and I, th- and I think these people are like happy because they're able to build a career out of bad art. Um, okay. And then they, but they liked this movie. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. We'll get okay. into that. Uh, but that, okay. but that also kind of reminds me no shade but it that reminds me of you a little bit just like you will find the charm and and appreciate the thing that gets kind of lost because no one's fucking heard of this movie uh it came and went so fast i've i i recall seeing like maybe like a teaser trailer like forever ago and then immediately forgot about it um so anyway, uh, yeah, I had never seen it. I didn't know any. I didn't know anything about it, but it just like popped into my sort of like surround my my peripheral, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let's watch something that neither of us have yeah. seen or heard of." Yeah, no, and I think that's cool. Like, I like to like I don't see a ton of new movies. I definitely am, I'm not able to keep up with them yeah. uh, as well these days. There's just so much stuff and so many platforms. But I like the idea of just picking out a movie at random. Um, like it's, it's, more or less, which is hard. It's hard to do that these yeah. days. I feel like. Well, yeah, it's it's like during the awards season, everybody tells you what what thirty movies you need to see this year. That makes but I like easier, the idea yeah. of it's like the middle of the year, and you just somebody's like, "Hey, you want to watch this?" It's like, "Yeah, let's watch it." You know, it's like it's like when you used to remember when we watched Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was as far as I knew, it was kind of like we just picked it up. I think we rented it. Maybe we got it on video on demand or something. Uh, I don't know. I think we would. Uh, I think I, it would have been a Netflix disc. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet that's, I bet that's right. Yeah. And it was like, I had never heard of that movie and I didn't think it was very good, but like we just picked it up and watched it. And like, that's how I used to watch movies all the time. And yeah. now it's like, I still try to avoid trailers for somewhat to some degree. And I try to avoid, like, I don't read reviews for new movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of marketing to movies now. And so you kind of feel like most things are kind of pushed toward you. Right. And, then, and so I think it was nice to just have one pop out at me from 
like an actual person that I know. So I think it also it also um, feels like when stuff isn't marketed, it's like that's like an extra bad sign because so much stuff like yeah. like so <laughs> many movies are made and then just dumped to streaming or Redbox or whatever the fuck. So it's like and it's like most not all, but like I would say, I mean, most movies in general are bad and that has always been true, but it just feels no. like it feels like that's more apparent now because the sort of box office um, is just where it's at right now. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. it's just hard to know what's good. That's that's really what yeah. it is. It's like hard to know what's there's, good. And it's like you, there's no like filter like the, the theatrical release and then the longevity in theaters and word of mouth was this really big kind of filtration system yeah. so that the movies that you even heard about were going to be some some level of either entertaining or good. Yeah. And then now it's just like there's so many things from so many different directions. You can't be and, – and, like, that doesn't mean you can just go off a movie's box office and know that it's going to be good. Of course. But it's like it's some kind of a thing where it's like to have even gotten to this point, it must be some kind of a – some level of, you know, watchable or – at least somebody's put that muscle behind it. Whereas now this movie, I have to assume the budget was extremely low. I have no idea where it came from. Uh, I guess Lionsgate. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a Netflix original or anything, no, but there was, a, like, there was a couple, yeah. it was one of those movies where they, it took a couple of production companies to get it made. Okay. Um, anyhow. Yeah. But not to make it any sort of grand thing. It was just a movie chosen mostly at random. Yeah. So. Definitely, uh, which which is definitely uh, you know I I like I like to do a certain amount of that during Shocktober. Yeah, I yeah. I, I like horror See movies and I, I like rewatching horror movies too. Like I I'll I I don't need to be scared to like a horror movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's nice to just like pop something in and and um, and and see where it takes you. And I feel like with you know horror movies, because they're often so low budget, I feel that you know there's often a lot of there's a lot of of creativity like it there's there's stuff that there's more chance of like seeing something that isn't you know super derivative or um you know feels like 900 things i've already seen that's also not true at the same time you know there's plenty of Mm -hmm. like cliches and um, we'll get into it, but this movie is almost <laughs> entirely constructed out of them. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you can you can pop in a, a a cheaply made horror movie and find something like super cool. Like we watched. I'm I just remembered one that you and I watched. I don't know, twelve years ago or something. It's called Altered, mm-hmm. and it was a Eduardo Sanchez yeah. movie. Yeah, and like. That was a cool movie that was probably made for like under, you know, $100,000 or some shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and it looked like it, but like you can find, I just feel like uh, the, the horror genre out of all like the main genres, it's like, it's, you're going to get some, you can get something high concept, low budget, but also high creativity and, and, and uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always been a little bit of a proving ground for up and coming filmmakers. Absolutely. Like, you know, like Sam Raimi or Peter Jackson or that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then way, way further back than that. But, um, but yeah. And also I think it's with, with horror, it's kind of like, like the job of like a drama or even a comedy is to, you really have to kind of like juggle a lot of stuff and like make a full story or like mostly with a drama, I suppose. Um, you have to develop the character with, with horror. It's really like I go or I, I would watch the film 
and all you have to do is scare me. Like yeah. that's kind of the idea. You can do it purely with um, with atmosphere, you know, like it Right. You don't even But it's but it's like uh the the only goal, like so the goal of a comedy is to make you laugh. The goal of a horror film is to scare you. And then there there are movies that not only do they scare you, but they're also fantastically well made and like those are like the great horror films. But it's also like like you know, like obviously the conjuring is a great horror film, Yeah, but that's one that's like, kind of like they could say like the fun house ride type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I've seen bad movies that have like some good jump scares and stuff like that. And it's still like when I went, when I selected a, the horror movie, I kind of just wanted those little jump scares or I just wanted like, you know, a slasher the like the formula of a slasher. So it's, it's, I go into a horror movie in a different way than I go into like, like a drama, like a drama. If a drama is bad, it's like just, great awful experience yeah yeah, yeah. I agree. whereas if a horror movie is bad you're kind of just like okay that one didn't shake out on to the next one yeah um, I, I feel like but i say that as like somebody who's probably seen 2000 horror movies at, the, at this point i think it's so. it just i think sometimes it fe- like i have no problem with um with a piece of art being work you know like i think i think that's okay mm-hmm. um that i don't think i don't think a movie has to be effortless to watch in order to be good um, yeah. but I do think, you know, horror movies are usually like shorter. They're usually, I feel like a lot of them are like in the 90 minute range, maybe even shorter. This one, I think this one's 89 minutes. Um, well, yeah, it's, it was like 89 or something, but then it stops. The credits start at like 82 minutes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I was watching the timer. I was like, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. That yeah. rips. I'm into that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's like the the stakes are sort of high in terms of like how I'm going to feel like my the, the amount of tension I'll feel during the movie and like what that'll do to me, which is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. the stakes are also like so low in that I don't have I don't I know that I'm not going to be like not to say that like horror movies can't be like super intelligent or challenging or any of the things that a fucking drama can be, but there's just something I think that is a little bit less like like it's it's it feels like less of a commitment and with higher return. I don't know. I mean, these yeah. are all these are all like very broad statements to make about, you know, and a, a very rich and and diverse genre of filmmaking. But um, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, no. And it's and it's like. I think because for both of us, it's, it's kind of like our genre or it's, it's like one of our genres Yeah, that it's like, I can watch, I, I've probably seen Friday the 13th part four or six or whatever. I've probably seen maybe five times at this point. And those aren't good movies. Like most of those are not particularly good, but then it's like the shining. I've probably seen a dozen times at this point, And that's one of the greatest films ever made. They're all within the same thing. And I would put either on, I mean, you know, the shining, I would put it on knowing what I'm in the mood for, you know? Sure. But, but yeah, all, all of this to say is that it's just like, it's kind of a different thing than when I go see, you know, uh, the, the Oscar movies of this year or, or whatever. Um, that, yeah, like it's just, it's got to work on a few things and I've watched so many shitty ones that I don't really care. Like, like, I guess we'll just go ahead and say, I didn't think this was a very good movie at all. No. Uh, but I wasn't like <laughs> mad at it, you know, I, like I, I wasn't mad at it. I was, um, I was I was laughing for like a lot of it. Like gen- I, yeah. I watched it by myself and I was genuinely like baffled. <laughs> because like there was did did you have another point you were going to make cuz I'm like just launching in. 
No, I so I was gonna say I thought this was bad, but I wasn't like upset by it. Yeah, like oh, it's like oh, I wasted my time. Like sure. there's definitely been bad movies that are new that I would be upset about, but this was just kind of like it was bad. On to the next one. Yeah, like, exactly. Anyways, yeah, like if you if you'd committed to some like two and a half hour prestige drama or whatever, right? And then the payoff was just like oh, you wasted your time. Then like, yeah. yeah, that would suck. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. This movie is. Um, it's interesting. It's not it's not so bad. It's good. Um, but not everything about it is terrible. Um, I think it's weird because it's like I can I can talk about this, like some of the stuff in this movie in two ways. Like in some ways, like a lot, there's a lot of shots and a lot of like lighting and like just like the the the, the art direction and stuff. Like if I'm looking at that stuff in a vacuum, it looks pretty cool. Like that's a, mm -hmm. that's a creepy house. You know, you've got stained wallpaper, you've got, you know, lights that don't light anything. <laughs> like, you know, so there's like a lamp and it's like lighting this like shallow pool and then everything else is pitch black and it's like the middle of the day and some in this, you know, it's definitely the creepiest house on the, on the street. Um, the parents are like kind of puritan. There's just all these like cliches and things. And, and, and anyway, so like that stuff doesn't look bad, but then when you're looking at it in context, it's like, this is way too much. It's this kid sleeps in the creepiest horror, uh, horror bedroom of all time. The house yeah. is just so obviously it's haunted or something. There's just no way around it. Yes. His parents are obviously fuck. There's something fucking wrong. And it's like, it's like either, and it's like, it's like, there's something so wrong with these people that there's no, they, the movie doesn't even allow you to question it, but right. it's not just, it's not just the house. It's the entire world is crazy. So another detail, this house has a pumpkin patch in the backyard and takes, yeah. which they refer to as the garden. Yeah. They don't ever say, yeah, they're not, they don't they never explain why they have a ton of pumpkins, rotting yes. pumpkins in the backyard. And it takes, and it takes place a week before Halloween for yeah. no reason <laughs> other than, I don't know if it does that justify the pumpkin. And then there's a, I'm going to be jumping around, but like just on the pumpkins real quick, there's a point in the movie, like they're not, there's really very little reference to the pumpkins. They're just there. And yeah. then like, the dad needs to like tell the son something through analogy and uses the riding pumpkins as an analogy. And that is the closest to the pumpkins ever mattering. <laughs> right? Like they're there yeah. for effect. There's a point where he asks to carve pumpkins. He, they're not allowed to celebrate Halloween, which they never explain. Well, I think you can kind of surmise why at the end of the movie, but they don't, right. they don't really ever say it out loud. Um, but he asked to carve pumpkins with his mom. And then there's just this shot of Lizzie Kaplan, like knifing like 30 pumpkins around her sink. Yeah. And there's just like gristle and shit flying everywhere. And it's like really intense. And it's like, again, in a vacuum, like this could be in place somewhere. Not in right. this movie, not in a lot of movies, but like there's, there's just, it's just too much it's too many things um so yeah you know i kind of mentioned it earlier but like this movie to me is a series of the most tired cliches strung together into a movie um yeah and i am i am lost i mean i'm like i'm i'm 
I'm not upset that I'm watching it. I think it's stupid as hell. At one point, I did pull up the interface and see if I could start watching it at like 1.5 speed because I was like, <laughs> "Where I got? Where's this going?" Because I yeah. feel like I've cracked it, and I will say that I did not crack it, and it ended up becoming like just. It was insane for being so stupid, and it never stops being stupid, but it does get better, I think. I do think that third act is like, okay, well, we're in a new movie now, and I, right. I definitely like this movie more than anything more than anything else I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, so just, I guess we should probably like, just like iron out the plot real, or just kind of briefly explain yeah. what the movie is, so... Little boy lives in the creepiest house, and his parents are weird, puritanical, strict people who don't have it. But what they they seem to be deliberately not religious. Like yes. they act they act like the crazy strict puritanical like Christian family like that you would be familiar with like like in Carrie yes. you know her mom is like yeah like a crazy religious person and like that's definitely a stereotype you know whatever that would have made it, sense and it's not like it needed to be that way but yes without the helped. Christianity or something, something it was like why are they insane like this like why is she acting exactly like Carrie's mom yes but seems to have no reason for it like what other than her what's in her attic i guess exactly why are these people all sitting at dinner silently you know yeah and and they always just have like plates of mush it's like sweet potatoes no or like yes it's yeah. all it's all soup and mush yeah <laughs> fucking nuts man um and the performances like i like these actors lizzie kaplan is doing something and it is wild like it's i i took a note i was like she is a terrible actress like like i I think i've always seen her play herself yeah no that's fair okay fair Um, i guess i've I've not i've not seen her try make a big (laughs) swing before and it did did, i felt it did not go well but also i felt embarrassed for her yeah but also where was that you know where was that director because he did not help right who so that's actually something i meant to look up the the guy that directed this um Samuel Bodine. Is that somebody we're familiar with at all? No. Has he done anything else? Don't know. Okay. Because the producers were something like, it said something on the poster like Barbarian. The people yeah. That brought you I mean, I think it's like, you know, one of the uh, Romanian investors from Barbarian or something. Okay. Probably so gave no, this movie no 20 close bucks. Correlation. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I think, I think the kid is pretty okay in this movie. Like, I, I you know, he's kind of like quintessential horror kid. In a lot of ways. Um, yeah. But I don't think he's bad. And I like I like Anthony Starr in this movie. I think he's like... I think the problem with his performance is more about what's on the page than Lizzie Kaplan's, which is that she didn't know what to do and made a bad choice, and no one, yeah. no one bothered to correct her. Like, Anthony <laughs> yeah. Starr, to me, is like... He is perfect casting for scary, mean dad. And I think you had a very, like, nice dad... Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So a lot of kids have mean dads. A lot of kids have nice dads. And some kids have dads who aren't necessarily mean, but just like are, you might think they're mean. I don't know if that makes any sense. But like, as like my dad is a very nice guy. He is not a mean man. But like, I was lightly afraid of my dad in comparison to like my stepmom or whatever. Okay. Just because he was dead. 
you know, when your father gets home, which is a line that's actually in this movie. Just wait till yeah. your father gets home. But that's like a thing that I've heard. And that triggered me because I was like, oh, I remember that. I do something wrong. Yeah. And my stepmom, I remember she would, we had a list. It was called The List. And if your name was written on the list when dad got home, you were in deep shit. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's scary. It's kind of scary. But that's like the kind of thing that like resonated with me in this movie where it's just like, it's like I, this I can latch on to. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's not just this family. It's not just the, the, the kid in the house. It's also just everywhere else. Like he goes to school and the school is creepy. There's a, right. I, I laughed because at one point there's a, there's a hallway, there's just a hallway shot of the school and it's very ominous. And like at the end of the hallway, the light starts flickering for no, for nothing. The music is, yeah. the music is dark and ominous. <coughs> the, the teacher is kind of, there's something very like, um, melancholy about her. The, the, yeah. the bully who's bullying this, uh, the, the protagonist is like, of just a really intense horror bully. I yeah. I think it's pretty it's 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 scary. So it's just like this movie doesn't really give you any sort of relief at any point. Like I, you know, while watching the movie I'm thinking what if school wasn't so bad, but maybe the bolt maybe the bully's still bad, but maybe the teacher and the kid have like there's something to that relationship, which they kind of try to play in this movie, but I don't think it I, I there was no, there was that was a whole lot of nothing for me. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't get much out of that. Um, and then I think like, what if the parents actually were nice and normal and normalish? What if they what if that's you know that's the contrast? Instead of people who you expect to be absolute freaks ending up being absolute freaks, what if there's like some sort of contrast where we don't necessarily know that you know or or you know, maybe their wallpaper isn't stained, you know. Right. <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe they. Maybe they don't have. Maybe they have a TV. Maybe they don't have one telephone and it's locked in mommy and daddy's room. You know, just shit like that. Well, so here's. So we only got so far into the the plot before we got sidetracked. Oh, sorry. But here's basically what happens: is that the boy is in creepy world, and he hears a uh, scratching in his bedroom one night, uh, and like knocking and scratching. And I don't remember exactly how quickly it progresses, but basically he's bullied at school. His He has a new substitute teacher and she takes a shine to him because she can see that he's a sad boy. And then at the situation at home starts to escalate where there's somebody, there's a young girl, apparently what appears to be, what sounds like a young girl on the other side of his wall who is claiming to be his sister. And then as the movie progresses, you know, his parents are very mean to him and they're very crazy people. And they, the sister tells him that they've had her locked up and that now that he's older, now that he's to a certain age, they can, uh, the, the boy can help free her from this kind of attic. It's really more, I guess it's just like a walled off room. Uh, and yeah, so she lives in the walls. She lives in the walls. And then once he does that, once he gets her out, so he, he, and spoilers, like we said, uh, he, uh, kills his parents he lets her out. And like the last thing that the mom says before she dies is like, don't let her out. And so now you're like, okay, well this something clearly this is going to be bad for like, you know, when the girl gets out and then it turns out that the girl is not a young girl, but she's like, like a spider mutant kind of almost like a, with superhuman strength. Uh, but she walks like a spider and yeah. she does not look like she would be a young girl. Like she looks like she has to be at least like 
I mean, she looks old. Like, it's also a spider creature, so you can't really say. But, I mean, just, like, her voice suddenly and her hair suddenly is like, well, she's got to be more than, you know, 10 or whatever yeah, she's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think she's um, supposed to be, like, t- teens, t- early 20s. That's that's what I, I'm Okay, because, yeah, it's like suddenly she's, like, like an old witch character. Yeah, but she could everything. she could easily be a, a thousand years old. Like, who knows? Right. So that's the, the thing for me was that... As you said, there was no ambiguity to the parents being bad people. They were clearly violent. They were abusive. They were bad to their son. At one point, they ground him, and his grounding isn't grounding. He doesn't get grounded to his room. They slide the fridge away from a hidden door, which leads (laughs) to a creepy basement with a deep pit in it, and that's where they lock him. They chain him to a a board. Fucking Uh, Yeah, and so, like... So, but the problem is the way that the movie unfurls, you should have had it be ambiguous and it should be like, well, from the boy's perspective, the parents seem mean or evil, but as it turns out, they're hiding this terrible secret in their attic. And so that explains their actions. So if I was to go back and rewatch the film, I would see why Lizzie Kaplan is being strange in this scene, or I would see why, uh, uh, Anthony Starr is, is he has a quick temper maybe, you know, it's like, Oh, it's because of this spider creature that they're just like desperately trying to contain in their room. Um, but the problem is that like the, the parents are flat out evil. He kills them. And then it's like, don't let her out of the room. And then there's this crazy spider creature. And so you have simultaneously, you have no explanation for why the parents were the way they are. And then you have no explanation for why there's this crazy spider creature that's with like superhuman strength. It's not even just like, it's like a, like a girl who was like, you know, deformed. It's like, she's like, like a full on mutant X-Men creature. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the way they explain, I mean, she, she is sort of described as like, um, she was born horribly deformed or whatever. And then they hit her in the attic and she learned to bite and scratch. And that's, that's sort of the extent of the explanation, which I, so I'm okay with, I, I don't think this movie works. I don't think any of the things that work any in this, even the things that I like in this movie, I don't think they work. Um, but that explanation would not necessarily bother me in a movie that deserved it. If that makes sense. Like sure. in a movie that yeah. had earned everything else, like I don't necessarily need some like super well thought out, um, origin story. I don't need the physics of it to make sense. I actually like, I think the thing that I like the most in this movie is the reveal of the creature and just like the the way they um, show it. It's very Jaws like like she has this like really long, um, just nasty hair, um, very yeah, like like with like spiders in it. Yeah, like J horror hair, basically. Yeah. And there's there's so many shots of just like you don't see the creature but you see the hair dangling or you'll see like there'll be a shot of from around a corner and you'll see the hair get pulled or something like that. So it's right. like, and that tells see, you it's moving. And I, I like that stuff. So that was fine. But the problem is that it reminded me of two more recent in infinitely better movies. What do you got? So it didn't even feel like a clever thing. The filmmakers had done it. It mm-hmm. felt more like they were, they were aping malignant and they were aping the conjuring. You're totally right. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, and, and also just, and this is, this is almost a spoiler for a much, much better movie, but this movie is 
Barbarian. It's just absolutely. It's, it's it's like if it's like if Barbarian was terribly written and terribly made. Yeah. As soon as they, <laughs> I guess I should say, terribly written and then like just competently made like because there is some style to the movie yeah it's it's all very like it's like a commercial as opposed to like exactly exactly it's very it's very it it feels very um la to me (laughs) yeah that makes any sense yeah it feels like you know like filmmakers for hire as opposed to somebody who's like you know got this like storyboarded out this is their passion this is their dream it feels like like a guy who can make stuff and he's been hired to do this job like you know what i mean Yeah, yeah like you're saying basically la like you know he knew he knows what he's doing. Like the film is uh, I, the color grade was a little, you know, it's so muddy. This, it's so muddy. It's, it's very. That, and that, that's a problem with a lot of stuff now. So it's not even unique to this. But but, you know, the lighting was fine. The production design was fine. But like, yeah, I know this. like the lighting is, I think, again, it's like I, out of context. I think like any any given shot, like you can pull it up and be like, that looks professionally made. That looks good. But it's just like it's 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 sort of like. It's one of the problems, I think, with digital filmmaking, which yeah. is that you have endless time and to, to make like you have too much, too many possibilities, sort of, you know, like I, I can sit there and tweak a shot for so many more hours and not worry about it because I can just let the camera keep rolling. So it just it just feels like everything is so perfected to the point where it's like sterile and it's meaningless. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's it's you look at the movie and it's just like, yep, that is that is like that is exactly a horror movie. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I I totally agree. Um and all I meant to say, it wasn't even necessarily to be to be praise, not that we're trying to rag No, on I movie, know. But just to say like it's like if it was a Lexus commercial, this is what it would look like. It's like a guy a guy who can do that. Yes. But like in terms of like like you're saying, they would use you know, the visuals to tell the story. They would use the visuals with like, they would have with forethought, like they would have, there would be a reason why the school was that dark and that like, you know, cause there's nothing in this movie. There's no reason that the school would be evil like, or, or anything like that. It's well, just purely to kind of like build this, you know, suggest that this atmosphere or something. And you need, I think, you know, I think it's like a, a, a crucial ingredient to, a good horror movie to me is contrast like reprieve for the audience. Now mm-hmm. this movie's not that scary. Uh, I, it got me a couple times towards the end. Once the creatures, like you kind of get the gist of it, but for the There's most some jumps. Yeah. But for the most part, this is not a scary movie. Um, it's a horror movie. that's just not scary. And the reason mm. that it's not scary. One of the reasons it's not scary is because there's no, like the tension is they're winding the tension, but they're never really dispelling it. So you're just kind of stuck in it. It's like nowhere. Yeah. You know, if you think about the opening of the shining, it's a happy family driving through the countryside and, and they get to go live in a hotel and how much fun is that going to be for that little boy? Right. And people are smiling and happy. Um, you know, even, um, you know, something like The Conjuring is there's there's, you know, the parents are are sweet and loving and that's why they're going to such lengths to help their kids. Um, mm. So there's just like there's something there's somewhere for the audience to go that isn't tension, that isn't m- isn't meant to scare you. And that makes everything more scarier. Right. It raises the stakes. It um, it helps you connect with the characters. If the characters are living in a world that's just 
constant horror. I don't think, I mean, I think there are movies like that, that you can, that are fun to watch, you know, but like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it makes like a good and totally fulfilling movie watching experience. Well, yeah. And it's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a movie that's pretty much unrelenting in terms of that kind of atmosphere is the ring. And and like there's a hunt, there's a, you know, a lot of movies like that, but the ring doesn't really have like the light, happy kind of back and forth. Like, like the shining, you know, like you said, there's the scene where he's in the office with the guy at the beginning. And it's just a very, like the opening credits are only ominous because of the music. Sure. Uh, but then, yeah, maybe the first 15 to 20 minutes of that film, or it could be the, it could be the premise of any kind of, you know, or the, the kind of setup for any number of movies. Um, but something like the ring, it's got the colors drained out of it. As far as I remember, and it's been a while, but there's, there's not like a funny scene where Naomi Watts no. is like palling around or whatever. There... But like the reason that it works in the ring is because it's Gore Verbinski. Yeah. And the reason that it, it, it becomes tedious here is because it's just somebody making something to look like that, but they haven't thought as to like, why does why, it need to yeah. be like this way? Why, why should the color be drained out of this scene? Why should the music be spooky here? Why should the lighting be like that? You know, it's like they can they can make a look of a thing, but it just doesn't always fit because they haven't thought how it applies to their story or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is basically the 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 thing in the walls. And I, I had thought like, oh, it's going to be because there's reference to like a kid who died down the street. And then at one point, right. He, at one point, he goes into his pumpkin patch backyard and digs like six inches into the ground and finds a perfectly <laughs> preserved human skull. They didn't even bother to bury it. So I'm just like sitting there thinking like, OK, so the kids like killed a kid or something. Or maybe they right. maybe they killed their own kid and then swapped, you know, stole somebody else's kid to be their child or whatever. And that's and then there's the ghost of that kid is talking to them, to the little boy through the walls or something. Right. So that's kind of where my head was going. So he he kills his parents who do deserve to die, right? Yes. So it's like it's like not even it's like nothing. And they do and they die like kind of horribly. He poisons them with rat poison. And it's like they hilariously vomit like black ooze. Yeah. And then he this kid pushes two people and injures them horribly. One mortally. (laughs) Uh, yeah. by pushing them down the stairs, which is nuts. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, then he goes and he opens the hidden door. And um, and I think that's a good – I love – I do love the image of the the eyes and teeth in the dark. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, then a spider lady comes out, and uh, the bully who he had pushed down the stairs earlier in the movie, him and his – older friends or something or brother or whatever show up to like beat up the kid. But it's like, I guess apparently like destroy the whole house. But dude, like, cause the parents would have been home. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But it's like the middle of the, yeah. the middle of the week. It's what it's dinner time. So it's like six thirty, seven o'clock right. in October. And these kids right. show up in a van and masks and they're going to trash. They're going to trash a house with a full, an entire family inside. Yeah. Doesn't 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 work. Doesn't make any sense. Well, and it's also kind of like aping like the strangers. Uh just like yes. there's a few little shots and things yes. where they're kind of going for that kind of a thing. Well, they're wearing yeah, they're wearing those masks. They're kind of dr- yeah. they're kind of dressed like, you know, some like the strangers or or maybe like um 
you're next or something like that. Anything where yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Any any invasion invasion home invasion the horror movie where somebody wears an animal mask, right? Um, but yeah, this and then the cre- yeah, it's very the whole movie. I I, I actually wrote it down that I was like this is very this is very Wanian. Like this is definitely like somebody yeah. watched all of James Wan's movies <laughs> and and thought how can I work this in? Because like yeah. the house in The Conjuring looks a little bit like this house but it's yeah. but it's but it's just like there's there's more nuance and subtlety to the lighting um and it feels like a real place where real people actually live also it helps that it takes place in the like the 70s and like i feel like we could just kind of accept that somebody would have like stained wallpaper in the 70s more than i can well now but that was yeah, and that this is a little bit of a tangent, but the whole period piece-ness of the film, I felt was very inconsistent. It kind of does that wildly thing where inconsistent. like wildly. Yeah, like really like okay, so people don't have phones in this movie until like until they needed one to exist. Wait, so what does this take place in the 70s? No, this takes place modern times oh. because the teacher pulls out a fucking iPhone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He so calls okay, cuz there was multiple phone. points there was multiple points where I was like, if this is supposed to be the eighties or, or wherever I was like, this isn't a very convincing thing. Cause all of the people just look like modern people, yes. but like everything, the houses and the schools and stuff kind of look like eighties ish. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It does take place in modern day. So that's, that's my bad. Cause yeah, she has a phone. And then also there's like things in the classroom. Yes. But pretty much everything in the house could be straight out of like 19, like 40. Oh, like for it's, sure. it's all dilapidated and everything. Yeah. I think the movie would have worked but. a lot better as a period piece, but they could not be bothered. I think they could not it be bothered. may have worked better as a period piece, but then it would have bugged me because that's such like, that's like this movie is already just a complete like house of house of cards of tropes. Yeah. And so I feel like if you added one more trope, it would all just collapse. <laughs> like, uh, and, and like, there's just so many movies that are like Hades throwback horror movies, some of which are my favorite horror movies, but it's still, it's gotten, it's gotten to a thing where it's like, I just want something that takes place now. Right. Which apparently this did, but you know, whatever. Um, Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. But I, that was a tangent where you were saying, uh, you were going somewhere, I think. Oh, I kind of cut you off. Um, no, I think I was just loosely describing the plot at this point. But like, yeah, so okay. all these these guys, these um, hooligans show up and uh, spider sisters out mm-hmm. and the kid is hiding. And then like there's like 20 minutes of just this spider lady murking these dudes. Um, yeah. And it is. Which I agree with you that that was probably the more entertaining section of the film. Yeah. But it was all just sort of like. It wasn't attached to anything I cared about, no. unfortunately. No, yeah. it wasn't. And it's also the thing that's kind of it's sort of it is really kind of like that scene in Malignant where they're mm-hmm. in the police station and it just becomes like the best action scene ever. <laughs> like, yes, that's and it's like that also is out of left field, you know, like for that. Yeah. But then that but it that movie works and this one doesn't. I mean, that's all I can really say. Um, yeah. But uh well, but James Wan is able to do that. It's like yes. there's like yes. there's not a lot of people that can do that. But like you've seen, you know, The Conjuring, you've seen Malignant. Uh, and what else is I guess? Did he do Dead Silence? He did. I never. I never. He did. OK, I see. And I haven't seen Dead Silence yet. It's What's wild. another James Wan horror movie? Uh, Well, he did The Conjuring. He, didn't do, Saw, he did do Saw. His, he he's that, okay. that, yeah. He did the original um, short film and then sold that to Dimension 
and it was like a huge deal because he made the okay. I think he made the original short film of Saw when he was like 16 years old or something or re- okay. like really because yeah, I don't I really I don't like Saw no um, I think it has a good twist at the end but other than that I was not impressed but anyway we'll just stick to the Conjuring and Malignant which are two of my favorite you know horror films of the past 15 years yes um, and then, yeah, it's like, yeah, like they're trying to do that. Also, I guess another one that I, I felt vibes from in this, uh, cobweb was, um, the Babadook. There's a lot of Babadook yes, uh, kind of stuff. Yes. Very uh, so yeah, it really, it, and actually this is kind of how I felt about smile. It's like, they just took elements of like yes. good movies from the last 10 years and kind of ripped them off. And I didn't even hate smile, but it was also just like, I was very disappointed because it felt like, yeah. It could have been something more, but it was like with Smile, it was more like they were pulling from like It Follows. Definitely. And um, something else. I don't remember. But, I mean, but yeah. so many things. But yeah, I will say that like even even within that, even if Smile was, which I didn't love, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, mm-hmm. But even if Smile is completely derivative and is ripping off all of the, you know, a bunch of horror movies, a lot of them in this sort of like elevated, quote unquote, um you know, horror genre stuff like it follows. Even if that's what it's doing, that movie is still held together by something. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I could get invested in smile more than, yeah, more than, uh, yeah. Um, well, let's see what else I got. So I got my notes. There was one part where like, I just kind of laughed because it was like, it was just, it, it wasn't like exposition necessarily, but it wasn't like scary stuff, but the camera just like the, the music was like building and ominous and the camera was just constantly slowly zooming in. And it happened over the course of like, like the exterior setup shot, the interior shot, and then a close up of a character. Like it just like wouldn't stop like moving in, but it wasn't like, like the reason you do that is to build tension. Yeah. But it was like, they were only doing it because it would have been kind of like, it was like they have ADD and it's just like, it would have been too boring to just have a still shot of a character sitting at a desk. So it had to be like music going like, yeah. you know, and yeah. then like a slow zoom. Yeah. It's like, Oh, something's going to happen. Um, but it was just, and there was just so much of that, that it, it kind of made me laugh. I also, um, I also, I, another thing is like, I hate it in movies when I have to like ask like logistical questions you know, like I am, perf- yeah. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with like, if my, if, if there's something that like I think of later or somebody's like, you know, points out a plot hole, I'm so totally fine to have not noticed that if I'm invested oh, yeah. enough in a movie and like you could shoot holes in it or whatever through the plot, but I didn't notice it while I was watching and I was just kind of like rolling with it. That's great. But one thing yeah. I kept doing the entire movie is asking myself, where the fuck are the police? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this teacher, this substitute teacher, she gets invested in this kid who's like, there's something wrong with him. He's act, he's getting bullied. And then he's like very violent towards his, his own bully. And then he's drawing like the scariest pictures in class. And it's like, I think we live in, you know, in this, in this world of, um, school shootings every other fucking day. Right. If a kid draws a creepy picture, that's grounds for something. Right. And like she is so concerned and she goes to the principal and she's and the principal's just like, are there marks on him? Did he did he talk about did he talk about like sexual things that a kid that young shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't have any business knowing about? Well, then unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. It's like, no, no, yeah. 
That is a deep. The kid draws. So the kid draws. He makes this drawing. It's entirely black except for a window, which show, has moonlight coming in. His bed where he's lying, and then a a a, a voice bubble <laughs> that says "Help me" in huge block letters. And the principal says, "Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do." And yeah. the mom or the the teacher goes to the house to like talk to the kid, and the parents are acting. Totally suspicious for obvious reasons we know now, but like they're acting like acting like absolute fucking weirdos, you know, and it's yeah. like like that I would have gone to the that that's when you go to the police. Um, right. And then and then she or even like when the kid pushed the other kid down the stairs and, and broke, broke his, his legs. broke his like, legs. Yeah. So they were bent yeah. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. He gets he gets expelled. But that's like straight right. up like fucking <laughs> like brutal assault. assault. Yeah. Uh, that kid should needs to go to like a special school and like they would have CPS in there, like figuring yeah. out what's going on with this kid. You know, maybe some sort of like, I don't know, detentions. I don't know what what's happening, but it's none of none of it is present in this movie. Then the teacher goes back to the house later after mommy and daddy have been super creepy and kicked her out the first time. She goes back again and they invite her in just like red flag, red flag, red flag. Then the dad is like he's like carrying a hammer and he's yeah. like telling her where to sit by using the hammer to point. And she's like in the creepiest house ever, remember? And then he's dripping blood everywhere. And she's like, oh, you're dripping blood. And he doesn't like clean it up or like act surprised. It's like, he's just like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And it's like, he grabs this, this <laughs> rag to wipe it off. And it's not like a little bit of blood. It's like this nasty claw. It's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I thought for sure they were going to kill her right then. I don't know why they didn't. Well, so that was actually I have in my notes. Uh, so the dad follows her, uh, the teacher. She leaves the house and she goes and sits in her car. He follows her outside the house and goes to the car and, like, knocks on the window. So it's like a jump scare. Yeah. And when they cut to outside, like, so you initially you kind of see over his shoulder into the car window and she jumps and they talk a little, like, something and she pulls off and then they do a, a shot that's a little further back and you see the dad standing by the car and he's still holding the hammer like he came out all oh, the way out to her car yes. gripping this hammer that fucking she, shot like, it yes. would have been she could have seen like in his hand that he had right. this hammer it wasn't like hidden behind his back uh and no. i was like what the fuck is going on in this movie yeah yeah that so um, the that 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 shot is one of my notes because it is the first of all that shot's been done a thousand times like yeah it's like it's and it's and it's like there's no there, like James Wan is uh, as it, he does a lot with jump scares and sometimes it's very like form, sometimes it's not good. Um, and yeah. like not even just James Wan, but just like movies that are inside of his the stuff that he produces, too, in like the, the conjuring verse or whatever the fuck it's called. The, the conjurers. The conjurers. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like stuff like the nun or whatever. It's comprised of of um, of James Wan jump scares that aren't done in any sort of interesting way like i think james wan has he like insidious is a movie that i love very much it's it's you know kind of wonky and the pace is nuts but like there's there's some cool there's there's he plays with jump scares in that movie and in other movies in a way that i think yields good results a lot of the time yeah insidious is that is that him yeah yeah okay yeah that movie's sweet yeah i like that movie a lot um but he so like James Wan would do something where like he would you would have you'd be prepared for the jump scare and then it wouldn't happen when you thought it would or it would happen 
and then you and then you 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 start to let your you know let your guard down and then another one would happen right at like he would do right. something like that he's trying <laughs> he's trying to play the audience um which i appreciate this movie mm-hmm. is trying to give you exactly what you're expecting so like yeah. that shot it's the classic gets in the car after a creepy situation and then doing the mundane thing of reaching for your keys and and then the camera's panning down to this boring shot and then it pans back up and you see somebody right in the car window, right? Like that's the scare. But it's done yeah. so the pace of it is so exactly when you expect everything to happen that it's nothing. And yeah. also, speaking of Smile, which is a movie that did that exact same sequence but like mm-hmm. yeah. did a thing with it, right? So yeah. it's like you see when when the camera pans up and smile and you see the person in the window, you just see them from the neck down and then their head like drops in after that in a really like yeah, like upside down. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Like that's a weird, yeah. that's a weird image. That's a, that's a spin. Probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it's just like, it's, it's absolutely insane to me. Um, the amount of just like horror tropes that they just, they just did beat for beat without even yeah. trying to, you know, mix it up or, or, or turn it on its nose or whatever. It is. Yeah. It feels, it's weird because it feels like it's so much more of a straight to video thing. And yet this movie has like, like I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg produced it. Really? And this one? That's it said in the credits. Yeah. Maybe executive produced or produced, um, produced by Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, and then a handful of other people. Um, interesting and then it's, it's oh, not like I Lizzie know Kaplan I is like a why. big star hmm. uh, it's because they're they produce the boys and Anthony Starr is the connection there so that's that's oh okay yeah that makes sense yeah I don't know how um, I don't know how you get the script and you read it and you think okay we this is the final draft <laughs> we're good right exactly that that's the thing that's the exact way to put it is this doesn't feel like a final draft of a movie this feels like the elements are there for like a decent movie but that they've just fumbled it in so many places that it needs you need to get kid in there to go crack do do an edit or something Mm -hmm. um but let's see what else i got uh there's there's i think again i think this is just the movie trying to keep you engaged because it's kind of boring but like maybe halfway or a third of the way into the film there's this kind of long dream sequence that's it's not like a surreal dream sequence but it's just there's like a handful of jump scares while the boy is dreaming about his parents kind of coming to attack him um do you remember what i'm talking about and then it's like lizzie kaplan like jumps up onto the bed yeah and he starts screaming oh yeah yeah, yeah. the uh the 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 dream sequence i actually didn't mind that well that's the thing so there's some jump scares in it but it's just like all this kind of bonkers off the wall stuff happening yeah and then it just wakes up and it was a dream and it's like well that didn't get us anywhere no like, if i recall it didn't no, like it suggest doesn't anything. it doesn't do anything yeah. i think it's it's i think what it's meant to do is to like confirm you know it's supposed to play into like his anxiety around his parent like finding out who his parents are Right. Um, but but yeah, but still, it just felt like they were trying to wake you up a little because the movie was getting too. No. And again, like if the movie had started with these parents appearing to be like loving and doting or whatever, um, right. I think that like that image would have more of a place. But because it's just confirming what we already know, if that right. um, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. 
but it does look cool. Um, I do. I do think she, her standing in that hallway, just like the posing that she's doing and the way it's lit. I think that looks really good. Yeah. Well, and they kind of try to play with the, your expectations a little too. Cause like the lights go out and then she doesn't jump out for like a beat or two yeah. from like the dark doorway. And I don't know, but yeah, just, it was, I, I, I the, my note was basically just that this is weird. Like this feels like kind of agreed, you know, un- unnecessary. Um, the, let's see. Uh, the superhuman spider. Oh yeah. So I know, I know that I, I agree with you. I tend not to dwell on plot holes. Um, but like the spider lady can apparently just like open doors, like and close open and close doors without even touching them. Uh, like the front door of the house at, and a bedroom door at one point, like it just opens and nobody's standing behind it. And like, the I front believe door of the house, I believe the implication is that she is there somewhere but I don't think it works. Okay. I don't think I don't. Well, but then also she like talks to him when he's in the classroom and he put, or when he's in the school before he pushes the bully down, she says something like you have to get him." I think he's just, like I think that. he's recalling that. Okay. But there's yeah, no, yeah, that, that could but, there, but there's the door thing though. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, be, <laughs> I believe that the movie is, I think the movie thinks that she's, you know, on the ceiling or something has reached down and then has scurried back up into the shadows or something. But I, I, but no, I know I I get you. I get you. I'm with you. (laughs) I don't, I don't think they did it effectively. And I think this is a totally fair question. Yeah. Or they could have had it be like, she's shooting spider webs or something. I don't know. That would have been sick. Uh, Um, they could get into the Marvel expanded universe probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also noted that this, this substitute teacher is extraordinarily dedicated for a substitute. I know, I know. Uh, Um, and then I also, my final note was it's a good thing. Kit did not watch this with us because she hates spiders. So it would have been a horrible film to watch. Yeah, I agree. Let me just, let me look through and see what I've got. Yeah. Everything I'm, I've got is mostly just like, It's just calling out like all of the all of the individual things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and considering that we're probably two of the one thousand people that will ever see this film, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah, I let me just say I'll say a couple things I liked. Um, I'll, sure. I, I again I liked the. Um, I liked like just like the hair, kind of like like kind of across the ceiling or whatever, when you would just mm-hmm. see it like drop into frame and it would, and it would, and it would like, you know, clearly somebody's got it on a stick or something who's, you know, above, yeah. above the camera. And is just kind of like, I, I like that stuff. I think that's cool. Um, in fact, I was like, I was kind of, you know, the movie does eventually, you know, kind of blow its wad in terms of like showing the thing, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, it also, I think, gives us a good amount of time to kind of build up to that. Um, it's so stupid, though. Like, like she's able to, like, rip literal bodies in half and shit. But, like, yeah. but like can't get through a child's bedroom door. That's the thing. There's, like, a hole in the drywall. So it's, like, what, maybe they built some sort of reinforced concrete yeah, thing. But, we but have, they never show anything like that. We have no sense of, like, why she couldn't get out. Why she couldn't just break the door down that was keeping her in there. Right. You know. Or, like, they're going in there. The parents are going in there. So why couldn't she have attacked them? Well, like, I she think didn't they, appear to be restrained. I, I know, right? Well, I think she did. I think that's the implication from the um, the wound the dad has earlier in the movie. But it's, like... 
why, oh. why, why, if she's able oh, to yeah, yeah. rip a grown man in half, why hasn't she right. done that? That that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, yeah, why hasn't she? I didn't even think about that with the wound. I didn't even. I, did, I guess I wasn't tuned in enough to the movie to be like, oh, why was he bleeding? No. Um, but yeah, no. It's like it, so they could go back there behind the clock and feed her a bucket of fish heads or whatever. <laughs> but like, then like leave and not be wounded or I yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's also wild. yeah. Like she couldn't break through the walls, but she could. <laughs> you know, she's leaping off. And and if she had been like you know locked up or. Uh, you know, restrained for that, for her entire life. She wouldn't have the strength to be bouncing all over the house and like yeah. doing whatever she was doing. But and I, uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't recommend this one. Um, I would definitely say if you've listened to this episode, which you probably haven't, but if you have, then there's no reason to watch the movie. If you, yeah. if you, if you hadn't watched it, then if you want like a surprise, some sort of, you know, something you weren't expecting, uh, then you could watch it if you're bored and you don't have to pay for it. I did pay for it, um, and I wish I hadn't. But I don't regret it. If I don't... you want a really a good movie that this movie is ripping off of, uh, this movie is ripping off, go, uh, and if you have not yet seen Barbarian, I highly recommend Or Malignant, yeah. Watch so. Barbarian or Malignant. Or Malignant, yeah. Yeah, two of my favorites of the last couple of years. Yep. So, um, but, yeah, okay, That's so... It. Skip the cruise minute? No. Uh, you think? No. For Shocktober? Hell no. All right. Well, then it's time for our cruise minute. Tom Cruise. Um, I got only one thing, and it's that uh, it's uh, I typed in Tom Cruise, hit the news button on Google, and the very first link is very funny. It's uh, The headline is, Equalizer 3 is proof Denzel is a bigger star than Tom Cruise could ever dream. Huh. What is is that? it a big hit? Fuck if I know, but like the fact that okay. I do, the fact that I don't know means that this is complete clickbait. It's absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I love Denzel. What's the? Uh, is it like uh, screen screennews.biz or something? No, it's something I've never heard of called podjiba.com. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well. That's all I got. I do like Denzel, but I would not say bigger than Tom Cruise. No, of course. I'll do respect to Denzel. The picture is them like Holt is like them like hugging though. So maybe they should do a movie together. That'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. So my only cruise news is that I've seen a couple pictures of him lately, and he really does seem to have just like pulled the string, and he has aged. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. appropriately in the last like three or four months. He just his face is looking kind of puffier. Yep, and uh, looking older. But he's sixty. It's totally. It's not 61. a criticism. Sixty-one. I just, uh, yeah. Sixty-one. Yeah. But yeah, it surprised me. I was like, oh, okay, he looks a lot different there than he did in the, uh, you know. Yep. Uh, Mission Impossible, which was filmed, you know, how many years ago at this point? I know, right? Um, but, but yeah. Other than that, thank you for joining us tonight, but folks. Mike, what are we going to be talking about next week? Thank you for asking, Andrew. Please join us next week for uh, I don't know. I, I Ooh, was going to kind of talk cool. to you about it off off the show. Okay. But um, yeah, I'll maybe pitch out some options. Do you want to do something newer? Do you want to watch something older? Do you have any kind of? Nope. You know, I've no, I've it's, it's I want you to pick whatever you want. OK, I'm going to look at my to watch stack. I'm, I'm going to pick one that I have not seen. Great. So it'll be another blind. That sounds fun. Uh, well, and I'll probably run it by you to make sure that you also have not seen it. That's fun. That way we'll both be going in blind. OK, yeah, I like it. Um, so, yeah, new or old, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll try to find one we haven't seen. And then, um, 
Yeah, slow motion triple feature was recorded in a secret room full of cursed objects at your local <laughs> history museum. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Hooray for